Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, this week's episode of The Smug Buds. It is I, your smug host, Elizabeth Deanna Morris-Lakes, and I'm here with my perennial co-host. It's your boy, Will. <laughs> Hi, Will. Hi, Liz. I I just want to say, I feel like we start every one of these episodes with, like, the other person saying, Hi. And, um, again, we are recording um, far apart from each other, so we're saying hi partially because we're looking at each other on a screen and we're not sitting um, on a bench tenderly holding hands, as I think we'd prefer to be. Sure. (laughs) We're making do. How's how's, uh, Arizona going? It's going all right. Yeah. uh, uh, We're recording on a weeknight. And it's a smack dab in the middle of the last work week before Christmas. Yep. So uh, lots of holiday parties and tying up loose ends and everyone talking about how they don't have the energy to do any work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am. I also am glad. So you're recording in a slightly different location in your house than you normally are. True. Which means that I get to stare at a picture of Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> so there I am, willing his existence into my podcast this week. That's right. Yes. The uh, the every episode mention of Paul F. Tompkins. He's right over my shoulder with uh, Eben Schletter, uh, pictured in this Spontaneation poster. Uh, which I acquired at a uh, live spont recording at San Francisco Sketchfest, I think, right. in um, in the year 2017. I know because I'm looking at the date on the poster, and it is <laughs> signed uh, by PFT, right? Who was incredibly gracious. Yeah, you touched his hand. That's true. You? Yes, he. It was warm and dry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't dispute that. Uh, yeah, he uh, initiated a handshake. It was his way of saying thank you next in a very polite manner. <laughs> um, I speaking of Eben, I have been trying to teach Elliot how to say his how to spell his name mm-hmm. using the Eben song. Yes, because it it's one it works. Um, except I have to say space because there's it's a character short. Right. So I'll say Elliot. How do you spell your name? It's easy. E-L-L-I-O-T-T space L-A-K-E-S. And he started doing it. He'll go E-L-L-I-A-B-C-D-E. Yeah. So, Will, it's my turn to lead this week. And I we just had a riveting episode from you. Yes. But what am I going to talk about this week? This week, you are going to, in, in what might be the first edition of Humble Buds. Right. You are going to talk about some of your own mondegreens and eggcorns. Yes. I've, I've titled the, the episode Misheard mm-hmm. um, because these are all things that I've misheard, also misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm... Let's we'll talk about the first obvious one of these, um, but then I'm going to go through those terms that you just said: yes. mondegreen and egg corn. Yep. <clears throat> so the sort of obvious um, one here is that our 
uh, subline is actually a Mondegreen. Um, as I think we've uh, explained in our maybe our second episode, mm-hmm. uh, I'll explain everything to the geese is actually a mishearing of the national lyric. I'll explain everything to the geeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a list of these that I'll go through later, but uh, a lot of them are from the national because mm-hmm. Matt, Matty B, mm-hmm. dude mumbles. Oh. He's very good at singing, mm-hmm. but he's just like. And I'm like completely hearing different things. Old Mumble Pie, they call him. Mum- <laughs> That's what they call him, Mumble Pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's stuck in his thumb and he pulled out a, people aren't sure because he, right. he couldn't hear. <laughs> okay, so Mondegreen and Eggcorns, Mondegreens and Eggcorns are related, um, but they are different things. So uh, a Mondegreen is when somebody uh, mishears or misinterprets a phrase that's part of a poem or a song specifically. Mm. And usually the thing that they're mishearing, it doesn't necessarily have to make sense. And that is a bit of a difference between that and an egg corn. So we'll talk about egg corns in a little bit, but egg corns have more meaning associated with them. Mm. Uh, Mondegreens are just totally mis- misheard. Mm-hmm. And this comes from... Um, an essay in Harper's Magazine um, where a person was talking, a woman was talking about how she heard a poem, one of her favorite poems, and this is what she heard. Uh, Ye highlands and ye lowlands, oh where hae ye been? They hae slain the Earl O'Moray and Lady Mondegreen. And what it actually says there at the end is, and laid him on the green. Mm, mm-hmm. So this Earl O'Moray has mm-hmm. been slain and they've laid him on the green. But that's not what she heard. Right. And so then these have started to become Mondegreens. Mm. So really famous ones of these. Um, the one that I grew up hearing about uh, was Bad Moon Rising. Yes. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. The, I, I was going to guess that that was. Yeah. I think that's the most famous example. Right, this there's a there's a bad moon on the rise. Yes, is misheard as there's a bathroom on the right. Right. And I mentioned this to Kenny earlier tonight, and he was like, "That's not real. Nobody thinks that." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, they do." <laughs> he didn't believe me for some reason, but I felt very certain that this was popular, not just because my this Wikipedia entry says so, but also because I saw. Um, dude from Creedence Clearwater Revival play this song on the Today Show mm. once. Saw not in person. I was just watching yes. TV in the morning, mm-hmm. and the last time it was like mm. their summer movie series or whatever, or summer um like music series that they do. And the last time that he sang the chorus, he sang "There's a Bathroom on the Right," mm-hmm. yeah, as a joke. So popular that even the singer. The recording artist had to acknowledge it. Yes. The other really, um, I think, famous one is Blinded by the Light. He revved up like a douche. Revved up like a douche. Um, I guess some people hear it as wrapped up like a douche. <laughs> um, the line, of course, is revved up like a deuce. Um, and I remember my mom telling me this and being like, what even, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about cars, but uh-huh. um, like a two-door car. But it was not obvious to me. 
Right. I, um, I know you just said it, but what is the title of that song again? It's um, Blinded by the Light. Blinded by... Oh, right. Okay. I was sort of half thinking of a different one. Um, I think the song is called Band on the Run. Uh-huh. Uh, but it sort of Band sounds like... Band on the Run. Uh, it sort of sounds like Banana Run. <laughs> banana Run. <laughs> but having heard that, as a kid, uh-huh. I don't remember if I heard it in the context of anyone actually thought they sang that or uh-huh. it was just my older cousins messing with me. Or you were hearing like an actual children's parody of the song. That's always possible. Yeah. So I can definitely understand Kenny not believing you when you say <laughs> that anyone <laughs> actually thought that a song goes there's a bathroom on the right because I mean, also, unless you know the origin yeah. uh, you, you you may not know if it's an actual mondegreen or if it is parody there's a, sort of a fine line there also to be fair to kenny as we're about to go through i have an extensive list of these so uh there's many things that i believe for many years that i was wrong about um so those are mondegreens. We'll yeah. talk more about them. The other thing is called an egg corn. Mm-hmm. And an egg corn is when somebody mishears a word or a phrase, but it's mistaken in a seemingly logical or plausible way. Hmm. So the idea here is that um, egg corn makes sense for acorn, which is what it's a mishearing of, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, Egg and corn, it's shaped sort of like a corn kernel, and it's a seed as an egg, which is what an acorn mm. is, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones on this NPR article that they mention is people will mishear spread like wild fire as spread like wildflowers, which mm. is like a much more beautiful image. <laughs> yeah. More and pleasant. And also, let me grab my book. So... Uh, this podcast that has pretty much fizzled out and died, um, which was one of my favorite podcasts called Good Job Brain. Um, it's a trivia podcast, and they put out a book, uh, which I'm showing you, Will. Um, and mm-hmm. in it, they have different quizzes and little informational things. And one of them is our favorite egg corns. And they had compiled a bunch of egg corns, one of which... I'm not credited, but one of which is one that I submitted. Oh. So uh, the one that I submitted was cigarette buds. Mm-hmm. Like the bud of a flower. Yeah. Instead of cigarette butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gotten an email from my housing complex uh, before in the place we lived before this one, and they had said to make sure to clean up any of your cigarette buds mm. <laughs> from the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you're talking about this, you're reminding me of uh, an account that I follow on Twitter, uh, Mm -hmm. which is not exclusively for this type of thing. It's just a guy's Twitter account. But one thing that he's been doing a lot of lately (laughs) is Uh posting screenshots of other people's tweets with uh, typos in them. And uh-huh. they are, they're supposed to be funny just because they're typos and they're not necessarily yes. egg corns. But yeah. if you look at some of them, you might think that it qualifies as an egg corn. Like just today, he tweeted 
eight different screenshots of people uh, referencing Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street in their tweets. Oh, yeah. But uh-huh. all with different variations on Grouch. <laughs> so some of them are just typos. Like this one says, I feel like Oscar the Grouch. Um <laughs> But then some of them might be egg corns. Like this one says Oscar the Crouch. Oh, yeah. Another one says Oscar the Grinch, which those are similar <laughs> characters. They're different. Yeah, but they're, they're, both, they're both mad and green. Yes, mad and green. And, and fuzzy. And antisocial. Um, and then another one says Oscar the Grudge. <laughs> so all kind of appropriate. That motherfucker and... comes out of your TV. <laughs> Not for kids. Uh, the other um, one on this list that I want to read is, um, oh, where did it go? Do, 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 oh, do, do. Uh, a very common one that I also thought, but I think that this is so common, it's not worth it to, it's not like I have a story about it, is instead of saying espresso, people think it's expresso, yes. mm-hmm. like express, yeah. which that also is, you know, the reason that's an egg corn specifically is because, you know, you think, well, I got to go, I got to go fast. I need some, mm-hmm. some energy. Right. I got to get some expresso. Yeah. Hop on the expresso. <laughs> so those are the two things. Okay. So I'm going to start with one thing that is, so I also just want to say that these things that I'm talking about today are either, some of them are egg corns, some of them are mondegreens, um, some of them are not really technically neither. Some of them are a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start with one that is like almost not really on the chart, but I feel like it's worth mentioning because I was just so wrong for so long and it's <laughs> related to egg corns, mm-hmm. which is that I was taking a walk with my mother when I was maybe 17 or 18 years old mm-hmm. and we were walking uh, in the along the road that went by my high school because my high school is across the street from me. So we would walk sort of along this road that was by there and then go to the track and walk around there. And as we were walking there, I said, Oh my God, I love this acorn tree. It's so big. And it's just, I think acorn trees are my favorite kind of tree. And she was like, (laughs) Liz, (laughs) what are you talking about? I was like this acorn tree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She was like, that's an oak tree. I was like, no, 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 oak trees are different. They have the leaves that, oh, like these leaves. And then suddenly realized that for all my life, I thought that acorn trees were trees with acorns Mm -hmm. and oak trees were trees that had the leaves. Like I Mm -hmm. never associated them as the same. Mm -hmm. I thought if I saw acorns, I thought that's an acorn tree. And if I saw those distinctive leaf shape, which I'm not going to describe to you because if you don't know what an oak tree (laughs) looks like, you should just Google it. (laughs) I I would be like, oh, that's an oak tree. Mm -hmm. And this I also want to bring up because this is is establishing a pattern. When I get (laughs) something like this wrong, I come up with a whole, a whole defined set of logic Mm -hmm. to the point that people will say, well, what do you mean? And I will give them (laughs) a lengthy explanation. (laughs) So that's the first one. Yeah. Now let me bring up my list because I have a very specific order I want to do these in. And this is the part where I say a lengthy explanation? You? What? (laughs) Really? You can't be serious. Ha 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 ha. Okay, Will, I think you're uh, calling the yeah. Liz a 
right. Liz a Liz when a will's a will. Right. Yes. <laughs> Pot meets kettle. So, so also, I mean, Will hinted at this, but these are all going to be me being a little bit humble about me being wrong, but don't mm-hmm. worry. In the end, I'm right. Yes. Um, so I think these are two from the national that are pretty, uh, well, pretty, pretty commonly misheard. The second one probably less than the first. So they have a song where he says, cover me in rag and bones and sympathy. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, do you know what I mishear this as? I think it sounds like he says ragged bones. Oh, wow. I think he says rag and bones. Okay. Well, whatever it is, he's not saying cover me in dragon bones, which is definitely what I heard. Okay, yeah. (laughs) That's cooler. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's way cooler. And makes more sense than ragged bones. (laughs) <laughs> or even, what is it, rags and bones? I think it's not rags. I think it's rag and bones. Cover me in rag and so, bones? So, okay, so again, these these Mondegreens are a little bit unremarkable just because Maddie B mumbles. <laughs> You're going to confuse uh, Earwolf fans with that uh, nickname. Cause, uh, oh, why? To, to some of us, Maddie B is, of course, Matt Besser. Oh, right. I'm just trying to avoid saying his last name, which I don't know how right. to say. <laughs> yes. That could be another example of what we're talking about. Beringer, Berninger, Burn, Benninger. Berninger. Berninger, Berninger. <laughs> we'll never know. Especially because he'll mumble it when he says mm-hmm. it. Uh, do you, Okay, so Will, let me tell you. Let me see. Do you know... Okay. Do you know this song from The National... I gave my heart to the Amish. Mm-hmm. What are the real lyrics to that? Oh, I, I, I gave my heart to the army, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What song is that again? That's uh, Sorrow, I think. I gave my heart to the army. Oh, no, no. That might be Lemon World. Yeah, I think that's Lemon World. It's Lemon World. Sorry, this, the, the previous this one This pricey stuff makes me dizzy. Yeah. I guess I've always been a delicate man. Yeah. Good song. Yeah, I gave my heart to the Amish. The only <laughs> sentimental thing I could think of. That's right. And as somebody who grew up very close to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where uh, there's a huge Amish population, uh, I just thought he gave his heart to the Amish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, he just seems like a dude who would be like way more likely to be hanging out with the Amish than with people in the army. Mm-hmm. So this is another song one. Uh, when I w- had just started dating Kenny, so I was maybe 20, um, he was washing a d- – I remember exactly where we were. We were in my the house I grew up in. He was washing a cup in the sink. And I sort of like – I was trying to be real sexy. And <laughs> let me just say, that never works for me. <laughs> Um, the fact that I tricked Kenny into thinking I was sexy is something I will never understand. Um, and I think, or, or perhaps I just need to not try, I think is my main thing. Mm -hmm. When I'm trying, I fail. You are effortlessly sexy. Yes. That's what it is. I don't even know why I try because I just, I just effuse. Yes. Exude. Exude. Yeah. So I, um, I like sort of sidle up to him and I'm like shake shimmying a little bit, you know? (laughs) And I go up to him and I'm like, 
ooh, baby, way, way, <laughs> every day. And he's this, like... <laughs> this one angers me a little bit. Why? <laughs> it's just, it's very plain to me <laughs> what the lyrics of that song are. <laughs> and what... Can he- and what you thought it was is nonsense. <laughs> well, so my brother has also said to me, because there was another song recently that I thought was a nonsense song. And he was like, Liz, why do you assume if you don't know the lyrics that it's a nonsense <laughs> song? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I guess once Hanson released Mbop in our lifetimes, all, all bets were off. All bets were off. So, um... Uh, so for those of you who don't know, the lyrics to this are actually, um, ooh, ooh baby, baby, I love, love your ways. I don't know the words after that. I want to be with you night and day. I apparently didn't know the words before that either. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I say this to Kenny and Kenny looks at me and is like, kind of cocks his head to the side <laughs> and is like, and cause also at this point now, Kenny is just like. I think, I mean, even then he was like, this is still happening. Like, how is this still happening? (laughs) And so now he sort of just cocks his head to the side and he's like, what? (laughs) Come again? And then corrects me. And I just want to say, yeah, listening, because I I have links to all of these things, if they're songs, Mm -hmm. um, on, in the show notes. And I looked, was looking them up today and I was listening to that particular part and, um, yeah, it doesn't sound anything like that, but I think this is also partially maybe me being a little bit lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I just decide that my memory is flawless, and that's what it is, and I go with it. Can you hear a plane going overhead on my side of the conversation? <laughs> Let me see. No? In uh, Tucson, there's uh, there's an Air Force uh, base here, and... Uh, and uh, I mean, also an, your standard airport, but um, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> planes going overhead. And I was, you know, as we're recording, I like to watch the uh, watch the levels. And I was uh, seeing more activity uh, rather than a, a nice flat line, even when I wasn't talking. And I was like, what's happening? Oh, I had totally oh, tuned out the plane, but the microphone hadn't. I got, um, this is a side tangent, um, at work, they moved a group beside us oh, that yeah. is loud. Yeah. Uh, I'm being a little bit generic here. Uh-huh. Uh, they were not supposed to move this group next to us, um, without putting up soundproofing, but mm-hmm. they did. And so it's loud. And as an editor, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So we complained about this enough collectively mm-hmm. that, um, I have been, uh, allowed to have that the company purchased Bose uh, sound uh, silencing mm-hmm. earbuds, noise canceling, not the yeah noise canceling, yeah. not the not the over the ear ones which are the best, but the mm-hmm. earbuds, right? Um, and I just want to say uh, they cost two hundred and fifty dollars, and they were worth every mm. goddamn cent. That's nice. It, not only do they totally cancel out all the sound, when I turn them off, I realize how much whirring I'm listening to every mm, day. Yeah. And so now, but then also, I just can also use them to listen to music mm-hmm. and podcasts. So I listen to like 
anthems for a 17 year old girl (laughs) and it's like i'm in just the most beautiful place like it's just (laughs) the most beautiful sound i've ever heard Mm. that sounds great Um, um so yeah i highly suggest if you have 250 dollars to kill to buy Bose sound canceling earbuds. That's a good suggestion. You told me that story off mic, and what I didn't tell you because uh, you actually have something to complain about in your work situation, and I oh, yeah. and I I don't in mine. But just by coincidence, I do have a version of that myself where I am supposed to be in an office with some uh, soundproofing. Uh-huh. And and it does not work. <laughs> uh, I am the assistant to someone who uh, should be able to have private conversations with some uh, sensitive people uh-huh. uh, yes. when their office door is closed. And since I'm their assistant, I'm right outside at a sort of reception desk. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we share an office, but it's divided by a sliding door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's absolutely no soundproofing uh, <laughs> provided by that sliding door, uh, even though apparently there was supposed to be uh, when, yep. it, when it was put in. Yeah. Yep. I We have also heard uh, HR-like, not exactly HR situations, but hr like conversations being had that we felt we should not be privy to Mm. that's Um, fun (laughs) but now i can just put in my headphones yeah so i'm gonna do one last song yes and then i'm going to well i'm gonna do one last regular song and then i will do a brief little holiday interlude so the (laughs) this one is the most recent one okay (laughs) this one i found out about Maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the movie 101 Dalmatians? Familiar, yes. If I've ever seen it, it was so long ago that I have practically never seen it. Have you? Are you familiar with the song Cruella de Vil? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so this is how I thought the song went. Mm-hmm. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, the evil thing will. <laughs> da 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 da. Cruella, Cruella Deville. So, I have a feeling I might know which part of that is th- the Mondegreen. What do you think I misheard? If she doesn't scare you, then I I'm struggling to figure out how to make the words fit the meter but right because mine makes perfect sense so it it must be nothing if she doesn't scare you i mean it's not that it's not that but it's you're you're you're, you've got the meaning i've got the spirit of it it's if she doesn't scare you no evil thing will oh okay which which you were saying like if she doesn't scare you nothing will. right yeah that's um that's the Idea. Which is why is is still correct is more mm-hmm. than what I was saying. The so, evil thing. So we had <laughs> we had been watching this movie with Elliot mm. uh, because it's a one a delightful movie and two we like to show him things where he can recognize things in it mm. now. 
um because we're trying to like build up his vocabulary so that mm-hmm. you know the whole time he's like dog dog and like <laughs> dog, 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 dog 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah woof woof yeah. um and then he'll go d d dog we're like yeah dude oh he always says the i don't know if i've explained this to you but at a daycare she she's amazing and she gives him these little worksheets that have letters on them and mm-hmm. then a and a word and then like a picture of a thing and he colors them mm-hmm. um but he's learned a lot of words this way and he's learned a lot of words that start with letters this way but because the these mm-hmm. worksheets always have a capital right. and a and lowercase yeah, letter yeah you haven't told me that but i figured you were going <laughs> to say that yeah but so now anytime like today we were sitting on the couch he was like mama a a apple mm-hmm. b b ball and i was like yeah kid congratulations <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but so we're like watching this oh and also when things go wrong he'll go oh no oh no mama mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had been watching it and i was singing this song in the kitchen and i said to kenny you know i always love that line if she doesn't scare you the evil thing will mm-hmm. it's like if she if just her general demeanor isn't terrifying to you the fact that she's evil i think is going to scare you up <laughs> okay. a little bit so in your mind the <laughs> evil thing was the quality that she has of being <laughs> yeah. evil okay yes yeah yeah it's like it would be like saying like um well like if you're like stranded um on like an iceberg and you were to say something like well you know if starvation doesn't kill you that whole cold thing will Mm -hmm. okay and i just thought it was like so funny and like just a really modern sort of like construction of a sentence and it was a modern construction of a sentence uh because that's not what it was (laughs) (laughs) so um here, here are my Christmas ones. Yes. There are two of these. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is one that I realized I didn't know what the words were, so I just sort of mumbled them and then eventually created my own words. Mm-hmm. And this is for my favorite Christmas song. Do you know what my favorite Christmas song is? Mm-hmm. I guess I don't. It's last Christmas. Okay, I okay, yeah. I was wondering if you were going to say that, but when you so the reason I had that in my head was because you put in our Google Doc about podcast episode ideas. You put close reading yes. of last Christmas, and when I see that you want to do a close reading of last Christmas, that leads me uh-huh. to believe that you have a problem with that song. <laughs> I have a huge problem with this song because it doesn't make any sense. But it but is your we'll favorite. We'll save that. We'll save this for our okay. last Christmas yeah. episode that um, will probably be in season three. Sure. Um, but yes, I, the lyrics don't make any sense. And I mean, that's also part of the reason why I got them so wrong here. It's my favorite Christmas song because I think it's so funny. Yeah. Um, and be, I think it's a good, like, catchy song. Uh-huh. Um, I like It's definitely Christmas a songs. pop song first. Yes. Like, yes, to me, it's exactly. like a pop song first and then, oh, it's also a Christmas song. And I really like, um, I really like pop music. Yeah. Like I really like, um, really classically pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the music video for that song is, um, like who spends Christmas skiing <laughs> <laughs> and then consistently does this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, oh, also one other thing, there is a lyric in that song 
here's a little a sneak peek of when we eventually do this episode. There's a lyric uh, that says, a man undercover, but you tore me apart. Mm. And it's like, you're gay, George Michael. <laughs> it's okay. Deep cover. You don't have to be a man undercover anymore. <laughs> um, so the lyric for this is just in the chorus. It's, last Christmas, you gave me my heart. You, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. This year, and this is what I got wrong, for Christmas and cheer, I'll give it what? to someone special. <laughs> Do you know I, what the actual lyrics are? Isn't this year to save me from tears, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or to save me some tears, it's probably oh, from. I okay. See, again, totally just getting it wrong constantly. <laughs> yeah. I thought, you know, this year for Christmas and cheer. I'll give it to someone special. Yeah. That's very you, far you, away from what you the lyrics sound like. <laughs> <laughs> he mumbles this part. This year. This year. Yeah, I guess they kind of blend together. That's like a weird one because to save me from tears is not a phrase that people say. Yeah, but also, you know what else isn't a phrase that people say is... Um, for Christmas and cheer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, <laughs> I was not going to be as harsh as that. I was just, just because we're talking about Christmas time, it's Christmas songs, and because yeah. cheer and tears rhyme with fear, I was mm. going to say, I'm just reminded of, um, let's hope it's a good one without any fear. I, I always hated that lyric. It's, it. What is that? from um the john lennon christmas song um war oh, is yes. over if you want or it if you want it which yeah. is uh so victim blaming <laughs> yeah so i don't think that's what he was going for but i feel attacked every time <laughs> like are you just saying i don't want it enough yeah, lennon yeah. really um something about what i'm wearing is putting out uh war yeah. vibes <laughs> yeah i'm asking well for only it. your skirt weren't so war vibey <laughs> Um, oh but God. yeah, the, uh, how does it go? It goes, um, uh, I forget what the lead in to that is, but it, the, the, it sounds like, uh, without any fear, it just sounds like, oh, you just like had, you had to make a rhyme, like yeah, you, yeah. you just had to make a rhyme. And so you wrote like a subpar lyric. <laughs> um, Yeah. That song's funny. I just saw, um, I know you apparently don't watch SNL, which Kenny and I do, and I feel very good about it, but uh, Miley Cyrus was on the this last recent episode, and again, we're recording this right before um, Christmas, and she was singing that song, and it was really, really poorly mixed, both of her <laughs> performances. Like, the first performance had this dude, it was like her and some other dude who was like playing guitar. And, like, I couldn't hear the guitar. Mm. I could just, like, only hear her singing. But, like, this dude was, like, spotlighted, like, boo-boo-boo-boo-boo, except I didn't hear any of that. Hmm. Um, but the second song she sang, she's singing, you know, the War Is Over song. And there was all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see some guy in a blank, in a black, a black tank top, but the kind where it's just, like, a t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. But the sleeves weren't explicitly cut off, but it wasn't, like, a, like a tank top with, like, thin straps mm -hmm. and he was wearing goofy looking glasses and like a like a tall goofy black hat 
But I mean, I'm sure he didn't think he looked goofy, but I did. Okay. And I said to Kenny, that guy looks like an asshole. <laughs> it was Sean Ono Lennon. <laughs> oh. Huh. <laughs> but, and he looked less douchey when I saw him like full on instead of as just like a background person. Yeah. Because he just looks exactly like John Lennon. Huh. But I was just like, I just was like, <laughs> I said to Kenny, I was like, that guy looks like an asshole. <laughs> and then, like, two minutes later was, like, trying to, like, renege on my statement. But also, like, it's not like he heard me until now. Because right. he's clearly listening yeah. to this podcast. Hi, Sean. <laughs> didn't know you existed until I heard this story. <laughs> you didn't know that John Lennon had a son with Yoko Ono. I mean, maybe I knew that at some point, but... They... Dude, they look... He looks exactly like... Really? Exactly like John Lennon. And is he... A... With, like... Yoko Ono's like coloring. Huh. Is he a musician or just a famous yeah. person's kid? No, he's a musician. Oh yeah, he was playing like guitar. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he wasn't just standing there. Then yeah, he yeah, really yeah. would have been an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he wears the fucking like glasses. It sounds like he was wearing if I understood you correctly, it sounds like he was wearing like the antithesis of his father's famous white suit. Yes, yes, except he was wearing roundy glasses. Oh. So, anyway. Um, okay, so those are all the songs I have. I'm going to give you now a whole phrase I got wrong, and then we'll go into the two words that I got wrong. Sorry, did you do two Christmas ones? Oh, God, you're right. I didn't do the second one. Okay, here's the second Christmas one. Yeah. This one's short. Walking in a winter wonderland. Mm -hmm. Later on, we'll perspire yeah. as we dream by the fire. Fire's hot. This is one that I've heard before, but I think that I have heard it as a joke. No, I thought that's what it was. <laughs> and again, found this out, you know, belting the song out at Susquehanna University outside of Dag the student center for those of you who aren't intimately aware with the layout of Susquehanna University. Mm -hmm. And my friend said to me, did you think they were just fucking sweaty and gross? And I was like, fire's hot. Yeah. I was like, well, what is it then? I, I said like, what is it then? Like, <laughs> like they couldn't prove yeah, yeah. the lyric. Like they wouldn't have, they would have no answer to this question. Right. Checkmate. And they were just like, conspire, <laughs> conspire. And I was like, oh. It's a song about fine. a couple of, co-conspirators um I, this is not a misheard lyric but this is kind of an intentionally misheard lyric uh for for mm -hmm. for shits and giggles uh in, in that same in that very song the part where it goes yeah. um to face unafraid the plans uh -huh. that we made whenever i hear that lyric to face unafraid i think again not something anybody says right yeah it, it's it's uh such an unusual phrasing at least to our modern ears uh and maybe even to ancient ears <laughs> um uh whenever i hear that lyric two face unafraid i think of two face the batman villain <laughs> two face comma yeah, unafraid right. <laughs> And now, hopefully, you will always think of that as well. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to tell that to Kenny. <laughs> He'll be so happy yeah. when I tell him that. Two-Face, unafraid. I feel like I need to, like, make you an illustration of that. Honestly, yeah. Um, Every time I hear it, I think, like, this would make a good, like, illustration, like a one-panel comic yeah. or something like that. I just need to learn to um, 
draw. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds easy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, those are my two Christmas ones. And I actually think that there's, like, a million other Christmas ones that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the two that really stuck out. Yeah. And specifically with Last Christmas, because I do say it's my favorite Christmas song, and it took me a long time to realize this. Uh, last year, when my father-in-law was in the hospital, I uh, he was in a coma and then died. I'm not sure if I've mentioned that on the podcast yeah, before. I'm not sure. Uh, but he, yes, he was in a coma and then died, and it was very stressful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had tweeted uh, during this time period that I just didn't understand why there wasn't a playlist of every available version of Last Christmas on YouTube. Because um, the... Uh, Jimmy Eat World cover of Last Christmas had just come out, or I was hearing it for the first time, perhaps. There's also a My Chemical Romance cover of this song. Mm. Um, there's just like a really a lot of really great covers of this song. Huh. Yeah, and I don't feel and, the same way that you feel about that. You don't like. I love hearing iterations of songs. I think that a good mm. song w- is. I think that something that's the mark of a good song is that. If a bunch of different people can do it in their own ways and it's still great, then that shows how good of a song it is. The theory that you just stated, I completely agree with. Mm -hmm. Specifically in the case of Last Christmas, I think what is best about that song is George Michael and his voice. And I feel like I don't want, I wouldn't want to hear anyone else doing it. The same way that like, I don't need to hear anyone but Mariah Carey sing All I I Want want for Christmas Christmas Is You. Um, I will say yeah. I don't want to hear anybody else but Mariah Carey sing All I Want for Christmas is You but I also don't think anybody can sing that song the same way as her yeah yeah that's fair um, just before we move on from the Christmas songs thing and I'm sorry if I'm straying too far from your topic but oh, that's fine. I just uh, want to get this thing that's about Christmas song lyrics out of my head oh yeah so you know the song um have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to sing a little part of it, and then you tell me what line comes next. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, it goes, uh, in a year we all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough. Is that the only version you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm here to tell you <laughs> that there is a superior version. Oh. So the version that you know, uh-huh. I believe it's my understanding that that is the newer, updated, contemporary version that makes the song a little more Christmassy and a little more jolly and pleasant. Oh no! Was it racist before? No, 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 no. It, no, it's sorry. Better. Anytime with hanging, it's like. No, no, no! It has nothing to do with hanging. Oh my okay. god! <laughs> I'll tell you a reason for this in a second. Okay, it's better because it's melancholy. Oh. It goes. Uh, in a year, we all will be together if the fates allow. Which, by the way, that in itself, that stayed in the song. That's weird too. Because yeah. invoking the fates is like a pagan <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. like that part of it as well. Yeah. Uh, and I like that that stuck around. But even better is it goes, in a year we all will be together if the fates allow. Until then, 
will have to muddle through somehow. Oh my god, it's so depressing. It, actually, no, I. That's just how I feel every time isn't, I leave AWP, and <laughs> I know I'm not going to see you for at least a year. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's beautiful. And yeah, so accept no substitutes for that for that lyric in that version yeah. of the song. What were you going to say about hanging? <laughs> okay, so when my brother was in, my brother Blake was in um, school, or maybe it was Kenny, actually. They were both history majors. Maybe they were in the same class. No, mm. I think they only took one class together. Okay. Um, they were in a history class, and they were talking about how, um, you know, things have historical backgrounds. I mean, that's clear because it's a history <laughs> class. Fuck you, Liz. <laughs> um. She said something about um, how Catch a Tiger by the Toe, mm-hmm. you know, she feels like yeah. has mostly gone out of whatever. And they all looked at her like, what? 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 Why are you talking about this counting game suddenly as being like something that they've grown out mm-hmm. of? And she was like, actually, I feel really good about this because it used to not be Tiger. It used to be the N word. Yep. Uh, which is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, fun, uh, a funny fact about tigers, they don't holler. Yes, They don't yeah. really holler <laughs> to get you to let them go. No, they, like, just bite your goddamn head off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's why I was suddenly very afraid it was racist. There's another um, plane going over. Oh, great. I'm, I can't hear it. I'm going to mute the microphone. Whoosh. Um, oh, so I never actually told you the thing I was telling you. So our, so when Bob was in the hospital and I lamented on Twitter that I wanted there to be uh, every version of Last Christmas, my friends Teresa and Sal, Sal being of Sal Payne, of, you know, Sal being of himself, Sal Payne, um, whose book just came out, and I'll plug it right now. It's called The Theory of Almost Everything, and it was so good, and I loved it. Um, so you're welcome, Sal. My microphone um, is resting on a copy of that very book right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got many uses. Thank you for the mic stand. Meaning mic stand, Sal. Um, they saw this. Teresa and Sal saw this and made me that playlist. And it was just one of those like things where um, like – they knew that it was terrible, like I was having a terrible time, but they live really far away. And, you know, what can you do for somebody that's actually useful to them? And they saw an opportunity <laughs> and they they grasped it. So I had been listening to this playlist this year and Kenny hates it. <laughs> um, at one point he was like, are we just going to keep listening to this? I was like, yeah, it's the playlist. It's the last Christmas playlist. And then later I was like, oh, do you want to watch – like I forget what I said. I was like, do you want to watch like this something, this something? And he was like – I mean, yeah, like anything, <laughs> any anything but this, anything but the playlist. So, okay, so there's our there's our Christmas interlude that will be, I mean, quite mm-hmm. joyful, I'm sure, for people in like March, um, <laughs> uh, February, I think. <laughs> um, Actually, okay, February is so a short month. It might be March it by is. now. Yeah. Hello, future. Weird. Um. So this is a whole phrase I got wrong, and this is this is where we start getting into more of the I have come up with an entire <laughs> explanation for what this means. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would count this one as an egg corn, though it, it is such a long phrase. So 
cut off your nose despite your mm. face. Mm -hmm. What is the actual phrase? To spite. Yes. And what does that phrase mean? Um, uh, it's sort of like sh to cut off your nose to spite your face. It's like you're, you're, <laughs> you're it doesn't you're, make sense, it, right? Well, well, the meaning of, because you're, the meaning of it is you're hurt, you're hurting yourself by doing something that you have a different intention. With yes, exactly. Doing. It's like, it's sort of like, um, if you want to hurt your face, you cut off your nose, but then you have, it's still your face. So now you just don't have a nose. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what I, the meaning that my phrase has, as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. you cut off your nose. And in fact, I think mine makes way more sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cut off your nose despite your face. So you've cut off your nose despite the fact that it's attached to your face and now you just don't have a nose anymore. Yeah, it's your face. Yes. Um So I just think mine's better for that one. Yeah, I think that phrase can just go away. <laughs> okay, but now we get into the ones that had very very long like m meaningful lifespans. Mhm. Mm one of which you're included in. You yes. were there for. You mm -hmm. experienced in real time. I remember it well. So the first was, so Kenny and I read to each other a lot. Um, we read books to each other. We read articles to each other. He reads to me every night before I go to bed because I'm a small child. <laughs> um, and then he stays up for approximately three to four more hours and does other things. Wow. Um, but he, I was reading to him a cracked article. Mm -hmm. We used to read a lot of articles from cracked. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had said in the article, it said, and that's when things went awry. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what happened? And I was like, things went awry. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, <laughs> what, what is this word that you're saying? I was like, Ari. He was like, and could you tell me what Ari means? I was, how, how is it spelled? I was like, well, you can see how it's spelled. It's A-W-R-Y and it's right here on the screen. And it means that something has gone, you know, slightly askew <laughs> or askance. Mm -hmm. He was like, are you sure that word's not awry? And I said, well, yeah, awry is A-R-Y-E and it means things have gone totally wrong. A-R-Y-E. E. Yes. And he said to me, have you ever seen a rye ever written down? And I said, I'm sure I have. Otherwise, how would I know how it's spelled? <laughs> I had not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, there's a so, any number of existing words that you can say about it. Well, why would it be spelled that way? But yeah, A-R-Y-E. And so this That's is a situation a that I think happens to a lot of people like us, which is that I read a lot. Yeah. And as a child, I read a lot. And I never heard anybody say awry while I was looking at the word awry. Mm -hmm. And so I 
saw A-W-R-Y and never thought that it would be pronounced awry. I thought it should be pronounced Ari. Mm-hmm. And so I just I just came up with my own definition for it because I knew that awry was a word and I knew what that meant. Yeah. You thought awry and Ari were similar words. Yes. But they had like different degrees yes. of extremity. And I think that also goes to... To, to the fact that Ari, my pronunciation of Ari, is softer. Uh-huh. Um, like, it's a little bit more wimbly-wombly, it felt like to me. Um, like, because of the awe. Like, aw. Could you, sorry, say again how you thought Ari was spelled? A-R-Y-E. Okay. Like, rye bread. Okay, right, right. Okay, now I'm just, I'm just getting it. Yeah. So it's rye <laughs> like rye bread with an A at the beginning of it. Yes. Okay. Awry. Yeah, awry. Yeah. In the way that makes sense. Pastrami on awry. So now, Will, I'm going to hand the mic over to you a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Tell me about what happened when we were going to the S-E-G-U-E cafe. Right. We were at the AWP conference. Uh, Was this in Seattle? No, I didn't go to Seattle. It's the only one I missed. It was in Minneapolis. Okay, yeah. So we were going to an off-site reading in Minneapolis, and it was at a coffee shop, which if you had asked me, I would have said that it was called Cafe Segway, but you may be right. It was probably called the Segway Cafe. Uh-huh. It's one of those. Um, you might remember it better than I do. I think it, I just remember the sign. It said S-E-G-U-E, very large. Yeah. And we were on our way there and you said, I don't remember why, uh, maybe you were telling someone on the phone or telling someone in our group where we were going, that yeah. we were going to the Seg Cafe. And, yes. And I... I sort of remember, I feel like I just like didn't think about like the first time I, I noticed it, but I was like, oh, something weird's going on there. I don't know. <laughs> but like she knows. So like th- maybe she read it wrong. And then you said it again. And I was like, what, you, what are you saying? Like, what are you calling the place we're going? And you were like the SEG cafe. And I was like, no, no, no. Segway. <laughs> and you were like, no, it's just seg. It's S E G U E. There's no way. It's not W A. And I was like, no, that's how you spell Segway. S E G W A Y is how this is how the people movers spell it. Those are the little people moving devices, which is a well- play on the word Segway. Well, and then I said to you, no, 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 I know that. There are three different words here. (laughs) And I just want to say, this is also one of those moments that I just remember with total clarity. It was like the warmest day in Minneapolis that we were there. It was so windy. Mm -hmm. We were walking with the sun uh, was not directly facing us. It was either to our backs or slightly to the right of us. So I think we were going south. And this, it was the afternoon, and you were standing on my left closer to the road. Okay. So I have every sense of this memory. Yeah. And yes, Will, when Will 
said to me, what are you saying? I looked at him and I thought, something is wrong. I'm certain that I'm about to be told I've been saying this wrong my entire life, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm just going to stick with it yeah. until somebody explains it to me. Stick to your and guns. And we, we did have that entire conversation. And when you got to the point, yes, you did say, no, 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 S-E-G-W-A-Y. Those are the, the, the standing scooters. Yes. I believe is what you called them. Probably. And I said, I said, no, Will. <laughs> that is, I know that one. I'm not dumb. Yeah. Uh, those that is s-e-g-w-a-y clearly yeah that's its own thing seg is a verb and it's spelled s-e-g-u-e and if you are transitioning you could say i segged from point a to point b Uh but the transition itself is a noun yeah and that is a segue S e g u e w a y. That is such a huge leap. <laughs> and you were like, you were so kind to me, but you were fair, firm. <laughs> and you were like, no, that is not what it is. You have extrapolated these definitions. I believe you also said to me, have you ever seen S E G U E W A Y written down. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> <Very good laughs> or I think I said, I'm sure I have, right. because where else would I have gotten it from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, perf- I mean, the, the funny thing to me about this is that the, 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 your misunderstandings of words, they have a sort of point A that is totally understandable. Yeah. But then also there's like a point B that like you use the word extrapolated, like you've extrapolated this other information. And that is like, that is a, a leap too far. So yeah, like, I'm just I can, like, I've created a history. Yeah. Like I can totally, like because of words like plague, I can uh-huh. totally understand why you would look at the word segue and think it's seg. The U and E are silent, like in play. Yeah. Yeah. But to then go, I've heard the word segue. <laughs> it must be way at the end of this, this other verb word. that I've created. <laughs> that is and a word that w- I can't follow you down. I just want to say, too, with both of these words, I still will read. When I'm reading, like in my head, mm-hmm. I will read it already every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And I try not to. I, ha- I will then like correct myself, but every time. And the same thing with Segway. If I see Segway written down, even it sounds wrong to like, it sounds wrong to me. Like when I'm looking at the word on my computer screen right now and I say Segway and I'm like, it's just Seg. Why are you adding <laughs> that extra syllable? Mm-hmm. If I'm just talking about it, it's not a problem. But when I'm, like, looking at it on the page, it still feels wrong to me. So, which yeah. is just to say, too, that, like, this is this is not something I briefly misunderstood. This is something that had been, like, yeah. deeply embedded in my understanding of the English language. Yeah, yeah. You had years and years of reading it only your way. Yes. And that's not easy to deprogram. No. Okay. So, are you ready for me to go from Humble Bud to Smug Bud? Please. So, as a child, there was a nonsense song that my mom would sing with us, and I 
had the melody in my head and would sometimes sing it to myself because that's what I do is I just sing things to myself. Mm-hmm. And when this is how the song went. And don't give it away if you know what this is. Okay. Maresy dotes and dozy dotes and tittle tamsy tivy a tiddly tivy too, wouldn't you? Are you familiar with this song? Not at all. Okay, so it's like it's it's so it's a song. It was originally written in 1943, and I don't think it was originally a children's song, but it's like kind of a children's song. Um, and I was singing this. I was with my mother in her bathroom. Again, I remember exactly where we were. We were in my mother's bathroom. We were doing something like putting on makeup, except I don't wear makeup, so clearly I wasn't doing that. But like, um, which is also not true. I sort of wear makeup, but <laughs> for the most part, I don't wear makeup, so it's not like I would have been in there like doing. And I was and I was humming, and my mom was doing something, and I was like, "Maresy dotes and dozy dotes and tiddle tamsy tivy a tiddly tivy too, wouldn't you?" And my I was sixteen, and my mom looked at me. It was summer. It was warm. She had the windows open. She looked at me, and she said, "Elizabeth, mares eat oats, and goats eat oats." And little lambs eat ivy. A kid will eat ivy too. Wouldn't you? And I was like, there are real words to that song? She was like, what the fuck? And I was like, (laughs) I just thought it was a nonsense song. And this is, again, why my brother has said to me, why do you think every song is a nonsense Uh song? So I was furious about this because why did I – this wasn't one word – this wasn't two words. This wasn't ooh baby way away, though that hadn't <laughs> happened yet. This was <laughs> – that would not happen for another four years. This was the whole song. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's a short song because it's like a children's rhyme. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was the whole song and it was just apparently, except for the wouldn't you, wrong. <laughs> so this is a story I've told. Ha- I'm, have I told you this story before? I don't think so. So this is a story I then told for years, right? Mm-hmm. For years and years and years, I told the story about how I thought that it was Marezy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Tittle Tamsy Tivy. And I uh, finally get to uh, maybe two years ago. Like, I feel like it was either right before, like, maybe I was pregnant with Elliot or it was right after he was born, but super recent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, fifth, you know, it was like I was 16 when this happened and it was over 10 years that yeah. I was telling the story to people. Right. And my friend Nigel, uh, who uh, I had been friends with in college, who had also been Kenny's roommate for a year, um, had I had posted something about this on Facebook and Nigel had posted something else about Marzy Dotes. And I was like, I didn't know what he was talking about. Like he was talking about it like I should have understood the reference he was making. And he was like, don't you know about this? And sends me a Wikipedia article. To this, Marzy Dotes, M-A-I-R-Z-Y space D-O-A-T-S. Mm-hmm. The song's refrain seems meaningless, says the Wikipedia page. And they say the words a little I mean it was a non I thought it was a nonsense song, so I had changed the pronunciation, but the way that they pronounced it was Marzy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lambsy Divey, a kiddly divey too wouldn't you? Whereas I'd been saying tiddledy tivy too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the song, there is a bridge 
And if the bridge, and the bridge says this, if the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing, mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambs eat ivy. It was a fucking nonsense song. And then the conceit of the song is that it turns into a song with understandable words. Mm-hmm. I was right. <laughs> so the chorus <laughs> is sung in the nonsensical way. And then the bridge gives you a kind of sound alike with real words. Yes. So that you can keep the nonsense straight in your head. <laughs> yes. And also, based, so so what it says on Wikipedia here is, Mersey Dotes is a novelty song uh-huh. written and composed in 1943 by a bunch of people. I'm not reading their names because I don't care. It was first played on radio station WOR New York by Al Trace and his silly symphonists. The song made the pop chart several times with versions by the Mary Max reaching number one in March 1944. The song was also a number one sheet music seller, which is something that used to happen, mm-hmm. with sales of over 450000 within the first three weeks of release. Um, so, yes. the and, and also here when it says see also, it says see also Mondegreen. So, yes. Mm-hmm. The whole point of this song is that it's a funny song. Right. And... You sing a bunch of nonsense and you think, oh, this is so funny. And then there's a bridge that says, yeah, that sounds funny, but wait. It's just this sort of homophonic Mm -hmm. nonsense translation of things. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't actually say a kid will eat ivy too, wouldn't you? But the idea is that you can then figure that out once you've been told it's mares eat oats and does eat oats. I always said goats. Um and little lambs eat ivy. Hmm. But what a saga, Will. <laughs> the first 16 years of my life, I'm singing a nonsense song. At some point, somebody taught it to me, the nonsense song. Right. I'm assuming my own mother. Right, yeah. She then does not correct me yeah. until the same faded summer I learned what an acorn tree was, <laughs> an oak tree, <laughs> which was the other thing. This the, That's part of the reason I brought up the oak tree. The oak tree thing happened within a month (laughs) of the mare's edotes thing. (laughs) Like, my mom was like, I think my mom at one point said, who are you and what have I taught you? Nothing. Like, (laughs) she was so mad. She was on a roll. And so, okay, I learned this when I'm 16. I then go on to tell essentially everyone. I'm certain that I've told you at some point, though. It's fine that you don't remember. I've told you many things um, about this. I've told Nigel about this mm-hmm. and then Nigel, but Nigel just assumes that I figured it out. And then, you know, 10 years plus pass mm-hmm. after I find this out. And finally, Nigel makes some offhanded comment on Facebook and I'm like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. And there it is on Wikipedia all along mm-hmm. or, you know, however long this article has been around. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. There's no way to check. Mm. I'm kidding. There is. But <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's me being a smug bud. And that's finally, again, I've reclaimed my title. I got a lot of shit wrong, but this is one thing I got right. What a saga. Amazing. So now my question to you is, as we've been talking about this, have you have you. Oh, hi, Angie. Oh, 
Uh, my dog Angie just got off the couch. Hey, Angie. Will makes it sound. Will just made a face like his like disappointing child, like just walked <laughs> into the room. No, Angie's Angie's me as a dog. So yes, she uh, loves everyone she meets, uh, everyone human that is. Yeah, Angie. When I was visiting Angie, the first thing Angie did was pop her little legs on my shoulders and hug me. Yeah. And then the second thing she did was sit on my lap the entire time. Yeah. Including when I was sitting on a stool. And so I just like got to hug a dog for like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I remember Dana being like, do you not want her there? And I was like, no, (laughs) I want her here forever. Right. Because this is me as a dog. Yeah. Just wanting to be touched constantly. Mm -hmm. You were going to ask me if I had any of my own. Yes. Yeah. I I thought to myself going into this, well, surely the more Liz talks about it, the more I'm going to remember from my own life. And mm-hmm. sorry to disappoint you, but <laughs> maybe ask me in a future episode because I'm sure as soon as our Skype call is over, I'll probably I'll probably lie in bed tonight trying to sleep and then it'll come to me. You know, it's so funny because that's sort of the opposite, right? Normally people, when they are trying to fall asleep, they just like mull through every mistake they've made. And you're <laughs> going to be sitting there thinking, wishing you had made right. a mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What are, the, what are the mistakes that I've made in this one specific area? <laughs> I mean, definitely, I've, I've listened to a lot of the National since you introduced me to that band and... Definitely, I mean, there's tons of lyrics that I haven't understood, and and I will sing along oh, yeah. anyway. But, but I guess I don't necessarily know the real. I don't look up lyrics a whole lot. Oh, who are you? I I have to be really curious about uh what the lyrics are in order for me to look them up. I'm so surprised by that. I know. I used to do I it look more. up lyrics immediately like for any song I'm listening to I look up the lyrics. I um like I find so much joy in them. I and then if it's like a song that at all interests me, I'll look up the lyrics. Yeah, I I, I understand. I don't sound like myself now. Uh I, I agree this is weird because I do it's weird for you specifically. It's weird for I mean. me specifically because I do put a very high value on lyrics. Um, I'm drawn to the lyrics of a song uh, m- more than some of its other sonic qualities. But uh, and I, I think I think I used to look up lyrics a lot more. But then mm-hmm. um, at some point, I guess I just sort of grew out of that habit. I don't know why, but I. Maybe I became less curious about it. I will tell you, there's a song um, that came out this year uh, mm-hmm. called Tom Collins. Uh, the The band is called The Sloppy Boys. Uh-huh. Uh, and they put out a, a debut album this uh, year, and by which I mean 2018. Um, their album is called Lifelong Vacation. Um, and they are a, a three-piece rock and roll band um, and kind of a comedy band uh, mm-hmm. because the three people in the band are are in comedy. And uh, they are Mike Hanford and uh, Tim Kalpakis and uh, – sorry, I'm blanking on the drummer's name. Um, 
one of the other uh, guys in the uh, comedy troupe called the Birthday Boys. It might be Jeff mm-hmm. Dutton, but that, that there's like seven of the Birthday Boys, so it's hard <laughs> to keep them all straight. But anyway, um, so they wrote uh, an album, and uh, the songs are uh, kind of funny, um, but not in like a parody way. Uh, and the song Tom Collins, the chorus, it, the chorus changes. There, there are three versions of the chorus, and the first. Mm-hmm. version of the chorus goes if i ever meet tom collins i'd like to shake his hand mm-hmm. you got me drunk man uh, <laughs> so so it, it's a song all about like uh drinking with your friends and and but it's specifically about like being really grateful for booze uh-huh. um and the, i i understand the lyrics very clearly except for the very beginning of the song the first uh-huh. verse it comes in hot with the, the lead singer just like screaming the lyrics and it, it and it does not make much sense to me. <laughs> um, and, and I did look it up and I and I still can't retain them. I I swear in the first line. This is this is a Mondo Green, but it's it's partial because I I only half invented what I thought the lyrics were. Yeah. I thought in the first line he was saying something about Buco de Beppo. Oh my gosh, we have a Buco de Beppo here. Right. So have you seen the thing that's been going around the internet about how Google translates Buco de Beppo? No. This is not about the lyrics, but for re- first of all, do you know what Buco de Beppo is supposed to mean? No. So I, I, I looked it up and I think it's supposed to mean like Joe's Basement. Uh, like, I just know that when like we we had our holiday party there last year and I missed it because I was um <laughs> because I think I was at my father in law's funeral. A great reason to miss a funeral to miss a, a holiday party. Mm-hmm. And um I said to Kenny, I was like, Oh yeah, it's at Buca de Beppo and he was like, It's a where? That's not a real place. <laughs> yeah, Buca de Beppo. So um so Buca is like a uh basement. It's like it's or like slang for a basement. Uh and Beppo is supposed to be a nickname for Joe. Oh so my god! So it's like god. Joe's basement. But if you oh okay, here it is because yeah, buca, which literally means hole or pit, is right. sometimes basement or cello. And Beppo is a rare spelling of the nickname Giuseppe uh-huh. for the Italian form of Joseph. Right. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like you know here and there is to get so there. So from but, okay. buca to from buca to Beppo, you can get Joe's basement or the other way around. Yes. If you uh-huh. Google translate buca de beppo the translation is beep hole <laughs> beep hole so, oh my god that's just a really funny side note the 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 point about the mondegreen was um the the start of this song it's like uh something buca de beppo to say thanks for the suds you gave a great buzz to me and my buds I sent a PayPal to the Greek something something and I I lose the lyrics there. But it, so uh-huh. so I took from the lyrics like oh, okay they're like shouting out restaurants where they've gone drinking. <laughs> and that's half right, but the way that it actually starts is I sent a Venmo to Bevmo. <laughs> it's it's not about Buga de Beppo. This is what I thought I heard. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, please add to your show notes uh, Tom Collins by the Sloppy Boys. 
Uh, great song. Oh, I will. Good music video. Uh, very funny uh, album, Lifelong Vacation. Great. I will. I will. I'm going to say one more thing. This is not necessarily mm-hmm. related, but it's related to lyrics, which yeah. is partly, partially what this episode about, which yeah. is that part of the reason I'm always looking up lyrics is because Kenny and I will hear songs uh, and we won't think that we're exactly hearing what we're hearing we're thinking that can't be what it's saying Mm -hmm. and oftentimes we are uh correct it is not what we're hearing and oftentimes uh so i guess 50 50 uh it is what we're hearing (laughs) so recently there's a song that's out right now uh that i just actually just learned the name of it's called wake up in the sky and it's by gucci main i think Uh, i just heard this song for the first time on sunday yeah, uh, Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. And it starts with, I drink till I'm drunk, smoke till I'm high. And we heard this song and Kenny looked at me and he was like, I sleep till I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. And then we just kept trying to do that, like, as far as we could go. <laughs> I eat till I'm full. <laughs> it's just like so obvious. Yeah, that's the it's point. It's a catchy song. It's a good song. Listen, nothing against these people who are clearly more skilled than me. I hope I keep hearing this on the radio. But yeah, I drink till I'm drunk, smoke till I'm high, sleep till I'm awake, eat till I'm full, (laughs) run till I'm tired. I drink until I have to pee. Well, and then it was also funny because there's um, our friend Julie that we went to to undergrad with, Mm -hmm. Julie Brown. had a poem once that I loved. I was obsessed with these poems she was writing and I don't think she ever did anything with them, which like devastates me. Um, but she had this line about, um, somebody being, um, like by the ocean. And they said, the line was, I drink until I'm thirsty again. Mm. And I was like, I am just so obsessed with this line because it's like this concept of like, you, 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 you keep consuming and you're still thirsty. Like you're not satisfied. And I remember our professor being like, I'm not sure this really makes any sense. And we were all like, this is the best line I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. So then when I saw this, like I drink till I drunk, I was like, I drink until I'm thirsty. (laughs) But it never went anywhere. Julie published those poems. They were good. It's a good line. Yeah. So yeah, well, I think I think that wraps up my um my mondegreens, my eggcorns, and I think I've I've moved through the full saga from Humblebud to Smugbud again. Yeah, and it was beautiful to watch. <laughs> and uh I'm It was real real hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, very um patriarchal in that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but since it was you doing it, it was a kind of co-opting and and I support it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, when we're done here, I'm going to go listen to the national songs and maybe in the aeroplane over the sea by Neutral Milk Hotel and just some of oh, the yes. just some of the albums that I've listened to the most in my life and just sort of reexamine how well do I actually know the lyrics and maybe yeah. maybe I'll report back. Yeah, do it, please. We can have a, a, a humble butt update. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Okay, well. Well, I love you very much, and I'll talk to you next week on The Smug Buds. Love you, too. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Goslings. Bye-bye. Bye. Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at youngestofone, and his website is williamhoffacker.com. You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram, at exclamate underscore on Twitter, 
or on her website, elizabethdeannamorrislakes.com. Our website is smugbuds.com, and the podcast is at smugbuds on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>